We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. <laughs> Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hey everybody, Value Add with K&K, Crystal and Kenny here. Just want to say thank you so much for the support, for listening, um, the comments, everything. Keep it up. We'll keep going as long as we can. And if you like what you're listening to, like what you're watching, uh, tell your friends about it, leave us a review, maybe even give us five stars. We love those. That's how we can grow and continue to bring you guys value and spread the word. Thanks guys. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today, Kenny and I only are going to talk about buying our first deal and maybe how you could potentially buy your first deal if that's what you're looking to do. Boop, shaka, laka, laka. Okay. What's happening? <laughs> so guys, um, I'm going to jump into this real quick and then we'll go into the deal. Um, every day, not every day, but majority of our life, we're dealing with people that are financing real estate deals, whether it's primary residence, investment, multifamily, commercial, one to four units, whatever it is. Um, and we get asked a lot is, you guys own this real estate now. How the hell did you get started? How do you do it? Um, and Crystal and I have kind of talked about this, but basically it's pretty simple. Um, when you're going to basically invest in real estate and you're going to buy in real estate, you... It's like there's a strategy, there's steps, but the simple, simple thing to think about is, is you really need to get your mindset wrapped around with is what is your game plan? And we always talk about the people. It's like people go, Hey, I want to buy an investment property. Okay. What kind of investment property? I don't know. Okay. How much money do you have? I have this. So when we say game plan is, are you going to buy of one unit, two unit, three unit, four unit, or are you looking to buy a multifamily or a triple net or commercial? You need to have a game plan on what you're going to buy. If you don't, then you really need to study the different asset classes to understand the difference um, of what they all involve because they all, what I just named, are all differently. But it really comes down to buying your first deal is very, very much of a mindset because the first deal that I ever bought with Crystal, um, I was scared. I was mortified. I didn't know how we we're going to do it. And the list goes on and on. And basically what it come down to, I was very insecure because I didn't have experience. And I'm the type of person when I have experience, my mind has confidence and then I'm ready to move. And it went from me being scared and nervous of buying your first deal to Crystal. I'm like, gosh, are you kidding me? I have to deal with this dramatic pain in the ass through the whole process. She took it over to when we started buying, you know, the second, third deal, I was like, let's go, let's move faster. And even Crystal was like, whoa, here we go. So I think mindset for me um, is the most important thing for me to get in the mindset, the correct mindset, to be like, I'm ready to do this. And that is like the first step for me. I think uh, for me, the first step too is to build that confidence to the, to the extent that you can without having had the experience. So the big thing for us when we bought our first property is that we literally became obsessed with real estate. I mean, it's never really stopped since, but um, we were looking at rentals in the neighborhood. We were looking at 
pretty much every listing as it popped up. We didn't have access to the MLS at the time, so we were looking on Zillow or Redfin, wherever you could see basically all the listings in the local area. And we kind of started where we lived because we knew that area really well. And when we didn't, we were literally driving every listing taking a look, sometimes like jumping in the backyard when you weren't supposed to or not, you didn't have a showing, um, peeking in on open houses and then going back and running every comp and criticizing everything going, okay, well, this property is selling for more because of X, Y, and Z. It's bigger. It's more updated. It's this, it's that, it's better located, all that. So we probably drove at least, you know, 50 listings or something like that and rentals. All types of properties. By the time we bought something, like we knew with confidence what we could get for that property because we looked at a lot of properties in that specific area for months. So that was the way that I felt confident, like this is a good buy, this is the right deal, is literally just diving in and looking at every single deal we could get our hands on. And our strategy changed because if you remember, our whole plan was always to buy maybe like a triplex or a fourplex, live in one unit, and then rent out the rest. And it just didn't work out that way for us. Every every deal we- I don't really remember why. It just didn't. Well, every deal we were looking at was like really expensive and we weren't sure it was really going to cover. And And the financing- the financing, we weren't sure if we could qualify because the area that we wanted to live in, the fourplexes or triplexes were pretty expensive. I think they were close to like a million bucks, 800 to like a million, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so we were like, that was the other thing is being confident about your financing. I think that's something you never really get over in the beginning because you just don't know, even though we were in financing. So I think, you know, we ended up buying a house, but we had done so much research to that point. We were looking at every one to four unit property in the area to see what we could do. And so I would say this, guys, um, we get a lot of questions and people go, how do you buy a, how, how do you buy a, a place with no money down? And what I'm going to tell you this is Crystal and I don't specialize in buying places with no money down. So I'm just going to put you, that's not what we do. We've never done it. Um, and that's what we're, we're, we're never going to talk or preach about it. Can you do that? Absolutely. How do people do it? They get partners. They... Um, they get partners, they raise money, they do a seller carry back, they do some type of um they do some type of uh what do you want to call it? Like private money that goes up to hundred percent financing. But our thing is if you don't have skin in the game, for us, we just never got in the game because it lacked confidence. And also that's a lot of spinning your wheels in my opinion, because people do call me fairly often and ask me how to get started with no money. I mean, for us, we started with three and a half percent down. So we started with about as close to no money as you could possibly get. Because when you're trying to do these deals, I'm not saying that it's impossible. But for me, I'd rather work hard and make enough money to get into a deal than I would to go put out a hundred offers and try to somehow buy a property with no money down when I'm up against other buyers who do have money down that are stronger, that have a track record, whatever. Even for us, when we bought our house with three and a half percent down, we were up against people who had more than 20% down. I think they had like 30 or 40% down the, one of the, the buyers. Age, the, the, how we got the deal is the agent screwed up, um, sent the, sent our offer over, sent the couple offers over to the seller. The seller signed our offer and fax it back to our agent instead of their agent. So when they did that, it means an accepted offer like by law. So we got it by accident um, and sometimes it happens. So, 
But other people, the point was, is that other people were a lot stronger for us. So my whole thing with this whole no money down purchasing properties, you're just at a significant disadvantage. Not to say that it's impossible because people have done it. But for us, we spent our energy working and saving money in order to buy our first deal. And we barely had enough money down. I mean, three and a half percent down is really not much. Yeah. And so... um yeah, to be honest with you, they give you the details. Um, we put three and a half percent down. We were like, okay, we're closing this deal and then this deal and this deal. So this will pay for the rehab and this. We we literally we were living like broke, um, trying to start our business back up. You know, the market's turning around, and you know, we were we were, I, I literally was broke probably a year and a half before, like broke, like broke, like zero, and now we're trying to put money down. And, you know, you have people going, you're crazy. This is insane. You guys are, this is the wrong thing. So a lot of negativity and all the bullshit and all that. So the point is, is that when we made a decision, we were all in and we didn't know how we were going to pay for this and that, but we just figured it out and we did it. So, well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about too, is just, um, when people are being negative and saying, you know, you shouldn't do this and I don't think it's a good idea and I don't think you guys are going to get what you want out of it. I mean, there's a couple of different types of advice because I don't think you shouldn't just not take anyone's advice. But I, you and I had to look at where the advice was coming from and it's not to say that those people are bad, but they also, the very first thing, just whether we think that they have you know, good judgment or bad judgment is that they had not done the research that we we did. Exactly. Like we had looked at so many houses and so many rentals and everything. So let's even say that they're a smart, credible person and you think they kind of know the market. Have they done the research that you've done? You know, I would say most cases, no. They're giving you their opinion based on just that, their opinion, not from doing the research and doing the work. You've done all that work. So you you do have to have some confidence in yourself that you know what you're talking about. And then, of course, there's those people who are just naysayers, like people who were burned in real estate previously. Especially or at this time. <laughs> maybe people who haven't really ever owned anything. They just have more of a pessimistic view on things. Yep. You know, I've literally heard people say they think real estate's a scam, which is, you know, interesting. Yeah. But so then you have those people. But like I said, there are credible people that may tell you they think it's a bad idea, but you have to see if they've done the kind of research that you have. And if you real, really feel confident in the research that you've done, you kind of need to you know, move based on that, not someone who's just giving you their opinion based on a little bit of information. Yeah. And then buying your first deal is the saving the money and all this, the mindset. You guys got to understand when you're buying your first deal, um, what you don't know that I know or people have done it and now they're way in their career bought more real estate is you have to sacrifice usually financially unless you have the money. If you don't have the money, you got to start cutting in your life, living poor in this. But what you don't understand is if you sacrifice for a year or two and you buy a deal and you and you're smart and you start doing the research, there's books, there's podcasts, there's everything at the beginning of this our podcast week, like Crystal's, you know, always says is there's 50 roadmaps out there, how to do it. Everybody's gurus, they all get their stuff. But my point is when you see people now that have a real estate portfolio or get cash flow or own a lot of properties, they all started somewhere. Even if they were given money or, or saved up money, whatever, it doesn't matter. They still took the balls and bought real estate. If they own a lot of property, they went through ups and downs and all the bullshit too. But my point is you got to get the mindset to save the money and suffer now in knowing that in 10 years or five years or whatever, where you could be financially. 
and you're not going to suffer forever. But nobody, a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And they just keep kicking the can down the road. And it's only going to get harder and harder as you get older because you get family and more influence and you get more negative on it and it gets harder. So that's why the mindset's really, really important. And then obviously when you get into a deal, you know, this is where experience trumps. It's like, what kind of deal are you buying? Like Crystal said, we knew we had this much money. So we knew this loan amount because this much money and it's three and a half percent down. So we knew we got to buy a one to four unit. But then we knew, no, it's it's a one to four unit, but it can only be this big of a loan amount because we had money. Then we had enough money to get in, start fixing stuff up. And, and then it like was that. like the other units, you got to, you know, make improvements to those. What if the repairs and maintenance on that four units versus one? And, you know, there's just a lot of other factors. Um, so it made more sense for us to do the one unit. But what I, I also wanted to go back to this whole suffering thing. I, I don't really think, you know, for us, we didn't view it as suffering or maybe we did a little bit in the moment I know I was really eager to get out of the shack behind the animal shelter where we were living. But, um, when I look back on those times, they're like some of the most fun times because life was really simple. So even though you feel like you might be suffering now, you have to tell yourself, like envision yourself five years down the road, three years down the road, whatever it may be, where your life will be at then and it, I think it makes that quote unquote suffering a little bit easier because you know that you're doing this for a greater purpose and that you are doing this so that way you're not suffering for your whole life or most of your life. It's more sacrifice than suffering, I feel. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes is, is pay the price now so you can pay any price later. Yes. And I will tell you this, not always, but the first deal is the hardest deal. Mm -hmm. And what I mean hardest is more of getting your mind over and the confidence and everything. Yes, there could be deals you buy later, you get lawsuits or this happens or that, but that first deal, just getting through it. And once you get that behind your belt and you've done a deal, sold it and made money, my gosh, I mean, you have, you are in a different ball game, a different league Everything's different. That's why people always told us, just get in the game, get in the game, buy a deal, get in the game, get in the game, get in the game, literally. And we we're like, why do they keep saying that? Because once you buy a deal and you've actually gone through the transaction, you got a loan, funded it, paid the money, bought the deal, um, fixed it up, rehabbed it, rented it out, lived in it, sold it, made money, whatever, that, whatever you did the first transaction, that whole timeline, which is a life changer. Now you're in the game of real estate. You've actually done it besides sitting on the sideline, like Crystal said, and just talking about it, observing and giving opinions. When really, it's it, people that have never done it should never give an opinion because they don't understand it. And they give opinion out of lack of confidence and you know, Well, they can give their opinion. It's more just we all have an opinion, right? So I think everybody can give their opinion. It's just a matter of how how seriously do you take that opinion because you can't let other people's opinions dictate your life basically so and also the the more you surround yourself with people who are in real estate and who are investing or who are working towards it, the more you guys are, you know, you're surrounding yourself with more like-minded people who are doing the same or similar types of research as you. They have similar mindset. So, you know, your family or your friends or whoever is always going to have an opinion, but that doesn't mean that you always have to take it. You know, you can appreciate it, but that doesn't mean that they know everything, you know? Yeah. So. And 
kind of this is this this is like a quick podcast. It's really about your first deal. And here's a couple things that I'm gonna leave you with, and then Crystal can end. Is number one, figure out a game plan. Don't try to like say I gotta get there in two years. Maybe you could, but don't put so much stress on the 20 units. Just focus on the first deal and get through it. How can you be more prepared? Is find a mentor, somebody that's basically at 20 units where you want to be at, or have done the few few deals, and talk to them. Take them to lunch, take them to coffee, um, call us, whatever, and get get some feedback and tell them what you're thinking and go through some deals and let them walk through the first few deals. But after that, it's you know make sure you're pre-qualified and you know what you can qualify for. Make sure you have enough money when you get in the deal if you have to rehab it so you're not maxed out and going too crazy with credit cards and stuff where you can't really, you're going to put yourself in a bad position. If you do, if you have a job or a business where you can make money and maybe fix this deal up over a year or two, that's okay too. Like be patient, be smart, but also you got to be, you got to just jump in the game and do it. And at the end of the day is like, look, we're, we're still in buying real estate and we're also in a mode too, where we're, we're, it's like almost like our first deals. Yeah. We have more expenses and bills, but we're living very frugal way below our means because we want to keep aggressively buying real estate to get to a certain goal before we're willing to jump off our lifestyle. And that's the quick and dirty is find a mentor, make sure you're pre-qualified, um, figure out which kind of properties you want to buy, get with a good agent. And then, you know, and then just, like I said, you got to jump in and you got to do it. So I kind of talked about doing the research. You are one of those people that has little to no money down. The easiest thing to do is to buy something that you're going to occupy. Um, and one of the things that we didn't do when we bought our first house, since we lived in it for two years, rehabbed it, and then sold it, added square footage. I mean, we did a lot of things, but we sold it and got that money tax-free, up to half a million bucks for a married couple. Um the one thing that we didn't do that's like huge now is ADUs. Like we could have easily turned our basement it wasn't into. Good. We could have easily turned the downstairs basement into an ADU. It would have been a perfect studio. It would have brought in more income. Sure. It could potentially have added value to the home. It was a waste of space. And we know a couple of you know clients who have specialized in that because it, either they don't feel confident in purchasing apartments or they don't have as much cash as they need to buy their first apartment building because. As you know, I mean, it takes a lot of money to buy your first apartment building by yourself, and then it's hard with partners. Maybe, you know, it's hard to find people that also have money that you're on the same page with and whatnot. So you could start with finding a residential property that would be perfect to add an ADU, yep. and that would significantly increase the value. It gives you upside. It's a great first project to dive into. It's a pretty easy process through the city. They're really making it much easier to do nowadays. And now you can live in the house and you can rent it out. You can yep. do a vacation rental. Mm -hmm. We've seen people do really, really well doing vacation rentals. Um, in yeah, and you get the so, experience of managing and all that type of stuff, yes. which is another chapter Benefit. yeah, yeah. So, I agree. so that's one of the things that you should be looking at when you're thinking oh shit I don't have enough money down and how am I going to do this and what am I going to do if you can come up with three and a half percent down and find a property that's an excellent candidate for an ADU you've got yourself your first investment property and you might even be able to get a construction loan to build ADU too with, that or yeah. credit cards you know that's what a lot of people yeah. do too it's just credit cards yeah so so guys to wrap this up um, if you have questions need help obviously you know how to contact us Find a mentor, find a good lender, find a good broker, and honestly, get your mindset around is whether you're saving money or not saving money, whatever it is, is 
you're you're not going to get anywhere just like anything in life if you're not willing to make sacrifices and efforts and getting your mindset in the direction of buying your first deal. And I promise you, once you get through your first deal, um, the next ones are a lot easier. That's right. Thanks for listening. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>